Let's bow our heads as we pray. Heavenly Father, you prepared this time and place for us to gather here uh, to be fed uh, on your word, a little later nourished by your holy supper. Uh, we just ask that you would just speak to our hearts where our hearts need to be spoken to this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, good morning. So we're in a sermon series uh, Bobby alluded to uh, just a, a little while ago. We're calling it Unexpected. And, and you may not have expected to hear a Palm Sunday reading uh, in the end of November, the first weekend of Advent. But it's actually a very fitting uh, text for us to have. Advent, we are, we're getting ready to celebrate the return of our king. We heard a lot about our king last week. Uh, we're getting ready to celebrate his return, and we know that it's going to be at a time when we least expect it. But Advent would be meaningless if we did not remember the journey that Jesus took to the cross. And so that's why we're going to reflect on this Palm Sunday text, this Advent text, this journey text uh, with Jesus this morning. So I'm going to kind of switch gears here as, as we go into this idea of an unexpected welcome. In town, we do welcomes well. I, I've, I've just been impressed over my last six years just to see the crowds that come to town from all walks of life, just to see what this town has to offer. And it's just an amazing thing uh, that we get to do that. We get to entertain dignitaries from time to time. Uh, and back in December of 2019, this is before the pandemic, we, we had one particular dignitary decide he wanted to try out uh, one of our restaurants. And, and maybe you, you remember this. It was just an ordinary day, a, a Wednesday. Uh, and so on the screens, there, there should be um, just a little bit of a YouTube Anybody recognize who that is? Vice President Pence. He was on a campaign tour in Saginaw and had heard about Frankenmuth and wanted to come and check things out. Uh, and so he decided to have lunch here in town. And then after lunch, he decided that he wanted to go and check out Brunner's. Now I reached out to Al Zender about this. And uh, I said, hey, Al, what was this like for you to, to, to have to get ready to receive a, a dignitary? And he said, well, Pastor, we didn't get a whole lot of warning. We got about a half hour of phone call saying that he was coming. And then a, then a call that said he's not coming, we're going a little long. And then about 10 minutes later, we got a call saying he's coming. And so we had about 20 minutes to get ready to receive the Vice President of the United States uh, for lunch. And that's not a lot of time. Right, to, to get ready. And yet, here he comes with the, the motorcade, the, the state police, and then the uh, local police block off traffic. He hops out of the campaign bus. He gets to enjoy the hospitality that Frankenmuth has to offer. Alexander said it was a very gracious visit. He was very gracious. It was an amazing day for the staff, and, and a day that I'm sure that they will remember fully. Well, what does this have to do with? Advent or, or Palm Sunday or Jesus for that matter. Folks, Jesus is the ultimate dignitary. And he's coming back. And we are not going to get 20 minutes to get ready. We're going to have a whole lot less time for that. Actually, when Jesus comes into town, a lot of people don't always expect it. And that's what happened in the uh, original Palm Sunday story. Uh, as Jesus is riding in to Jerusalem, the crowds are there in Jerusalem, but it's not because Jesus is there. It's because they are getting ready to celebrate the Passover. 
the, this, this celebration that they are commanded to do in the scriptures year after year, where, where they remember that, that God had set them free from the oppression of the G- Egyptians. And, and so they celebrate the Passover. And so this is only five days from, from the Passover being celebrated that Jesus is coming into town. And he says, all right, go get this donkey. And he starts to ride in. Now, what is this all about? In the Hebrew tradition, in the scriptures, they know that their leader, the one that's coming to save them, will be riding into town on a donkey. And so once they start to see, hey, wait, this is the rabbi, this is Jesus, he's doing something special, they, they start to press in. They want to know what he's going to do, and they start to celebrate. And they, and they basically make this makeshift parade, and it's just this great throng of people throwing down their coats, and it's like, praise the Lord, king, the king has come, the peace in the highest heaven, glory to God. These are, they're just celebrating. They're just welcoming this guy to come and do what they want them to do and just rescue him from this Roman oppression. And, and, and come Monday, when Jesus didn't do what they wanted to do, the crowd's like, eh. Let me ask you a reaction. Uh, vice president comes into town. Did, who here remembered that? Huh? Can I see just a show of hands? Yeah. Who here is like, yeah, yeah. Jesus did get a welcome, though. It was a welcome that he was fully expecting. And we got a little glimpse of that in the Old Testament text that Don read just a little while ago. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that to you right now. Okay, so Jesus was fully expecting this. And from Isaiah 50, this is what it says. He says, I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. You see, Jesus knew this. And the scripture confirms this. He says, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I will not be put to shame because he, God, who vindicates me is near. Jesus knew why he was coming, and he knew the welcome that he would receive. He knew that the Roman soldiers would be a little bit on edge and, and just anxious. What, okay, what is this crowd going to do? He knew the religious leaders wanted to put him down because they didn't necessarily agree with him. What is he here for? And so he allows himself to be spit, to be beat, and worse as we get the Good Friday story. Whipped and and mocked, a crown of thorns, and crucified. See that crowd that was there for for Jesus on, on that Palm Sunday? By Friday... They had been stirred up to cry out, crucify him, crucify him. And it was on the cross that Jesus prepared the ultimate welcome for you and for me. That's an unexpected place to receive a welcome. But it was there where he cried out, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they do. And when he said those words, And when he completed his task and he completed his mission, he welcomed you and me into the kingdom. The king enthroned on a cross, welcoming his subjects into the kingdom. And not only does he welcome you as his subjects, he welcomes you as his family, his children. You are sons and daughters of the king. And he wants to have a relationship with you. 
And that is amazing news, and that is an amazing gift that we've been given, that God prepared for us. He prepared this wrapped up in forgiveness. He prepared this gift wrapped up in the salvation of our souls. He prepared this gift wrapped up in the gift of eternal life for you and for me, where we get to be heirs in the kingdom and welcomed in. And this is great news if you're old. And this is great news if you're young. And this is great news if you're man or or woman. This is great news if you buy your clothes in a thrift shop or if you shop at Neiman Marcus and Saks Fifth Avenue. This is great news if you are the second most powerful man in all of the free world or just an ordinary citizen in this great nation. This is great news for you. If you have a disability or no disability at all, this is a great welcome for you as well. And the beautiful thing is, is that it has nothing to do with our status in life, our power, our fame, our prestige, or even the good works that we intend to do in life. Hear the invitation that God wants you to have. And this is a little later on in the scriptures. This is from Isaiah 55. He says this, Come everyone who thirsts. Do you hear that? He says, come everyone who thirsts. He says, come to the waters that he who has no money come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Come and receive my welcome. Come and be in relationship with me. God, the creator of the universe, wants to welcome his creation, his fallen creation, into a relationship with him. And we are very much a part of that. This is great news if you're facing challenges in life to know that your God and your creator sees you. This is great news if you're going through all the joys of life to know that you've been given those blessings by God himself to make a difference in this world. And that's where I'm going to transition to now. Folks, I started off this message saying that we do welcomes well downtown. We have people from all walks of life, all languages, downtown. We have leaders, business leaders, that go to church on Saturday night or Sunday. A majority of those business owners are in church on the weekend, and they too get to hear the good news. And and that promise of God's forgiveness for them can trickle down to their staff. We have a, a town that allows Christian praise teams to come to the city tree lighting ceremony and and get the word about Jesus out. We live in such a great community that allows us to talk about our Lord. And yet when you come into sanctuaries, you don't see the crowds like you do downtown. Why is that? Because the world is basically saying that the relationship with Jesus really doesn't mean much. It's eh. And where are God's people? That's our call. We, we get to, to be that unexpected welcome that, 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 that people who, who think the church is judgmental and, and think the church has no place for them. We get to be the ones that welcome him in. We get to be a reflection of the light and love that Jesus has for us. And, and we get to say, hey, 
I don't care if you are Democrat or Republican or Libertarian. I don't care if you're a Michigan fan or a Michigan State fan or even that other one down a little further south. I, I don't, you can still come into my house and still have a life with me. You, you can, I don't care if you're male or female, whatever your race is, we get to do life together. Am I perfect? No. Is my life messy? Yes. Is your life messy? Yes. But we get to point them to Jesus. We get to have real conversations about a real relationship that matters. And we get to be that unexpected welcome. And this is, this is our call. We are called to be a living welcome. We are called to be a living welcome where we use every breath, every gift that we have to point to the hope that we have in the risen Christ. Folks, Jesus is coming back and we do not get a whole lot of time. But we have the opportunity with the blessings that we've been given to make sure as many people get to know about Jesus and have that relationship that he longs for them to have. May the Holy Spirit guide your conversations. May the Holy Spirit open doors for you and and build those relationships with people that maybe not know Jesus or think the church is judgmental. May the Holy Spirit heal those relationships that have been fractured in your own family. May the Holy Spirit use you, his son or daughter, to show how beautiful it is to live with Jesus until he calls you home. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.